Hello, welcome to Siren Songs, the podcast. This is the podcast where I talk to songwriters that I love, and I think you will too, and we try to learn from them how to write a song. Um, today, I have Riza with me. She is the lead singer of the bop-filled band Strawberry Launch. We love Strawberry Launch here. Um, Riza, it's so good to have you. Thank you so much, Caroline. I am jazzed to be here. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm so glad we can do this. This has been such a fun way to fill our quarantined days. <laughs> yes. I love um, all the events that you've put together, and you're always trying to promote um, other writers and other smaller artists, and I think that that's so lovely. So oh, I, I really appreciate you. you, and thank you for having me. Oh, of course. Anytime. Um, so my icebreaker question I have for everybody is what song do you wish you had written and why? Oh, man, I think at the this very moment in time, I really mm-hmm. wish I had written Deep End by uh, Holly Humberstone. She oh, no. she's really new. I found her just like maybe a month ago um, and she's only released two songs. But her first song, Deep End, it's one of those songs where by like the third note or the third word that she sings, you're so in. And I I just love her and I love what she's doing. But I really wish I had written Deep End. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'll have to listen to it. I've seen her pop up on my Instagram like as a promoted artist. Mm-hmm. So I have high hopes for her. Um, she's UK-based yeah. and she's just really lovely. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I am right now totally in love with that song you posted on your Instagram story. Um, the wolves. Oh, yay. Oh, I'm glad you like it. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Who sings that? Um, Jensen McRae. And she has a way wolves is a songwriting level that I haven't seen in a long time. Um, Mm -hmm. she talks about in her song, she talks about violence against women in a way that I've never had explained to me. And I kind of knew instantly what she was talking about. And yet she did it in this really real context of like this really weird metaphor about wolves and foxes and um, like being the predator and prey and stuff like that. But I hate to say like beautifully done, but it is. Um, Mm -hmm. She tells the story really well. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm like looking at the lyrics right now. Because they're just so, they were just like. Next level. Oh, next, next level. level. It was like a punch to the gut every every verse. Yes. Oh, so good. Yeah. The I really like in the first verse when it says, first time I met a wolf in person, at first I thought it was a dog. Yes. I'm like, oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> and that's so real. Like every woman has experienced that. And I'm sure some men have too, but like every woman in some time in their life thought that they met a guy that was incredible and then something maybe really bad had happened to them because of that and yeah that's such such like I I could feel that and I'm sure anybody who listens to that song can feel that so for sure yeah I have to shout out to Ian because we were in the car the other day going to like get toilet paper of course and um and he was like did you see this song Reagan posted and um I was like oh my gosh no and he played it for me and I was like had to I was just floored. It's so good. Yeah, so good. <laughs> um, well, who are your songwriting inspirations? Who who really um, pushed you to start doing this? Man, so I guess people that I look up to that I've never met, 
would be yeah. um, Bernie Toppin, who writes with Elton John. Um, he, I love them as a duo, but I think he just he has such a way with words, mm-hmm. um, and really uses metaphors and creativity to his advantage. I feel like there's so much that you can write about. And he is not somebody who takes writing lazily. Uh, yeah. He has some really cool melodies and scales that I'm sure he and, and Elton John built together. But um, one of my favorite songs by Elton John is I Guess Why They Call It The Blues. Mm. And it's such a beautiful way to describe the the ups and downs of a relationship. Um and so I, I really love him and really admire all of his work. And he's just had a lifetime of immense success because he wasn't yeah. afraid to dream and put it into a, a really cool wordscape. Um, yeah. I've been literally once a day, I will sit down at my piano and sing Goodbye Yellow Brick Road because oh. it's just so therapeutic and beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a good one. Um, yeah. There's, I mean, there's so many Ellen John songs. We could do a whole episode on Ellen John, but anyway. Honestly. Uh, honestly. Yeah. Maybe I'll go to him on here. I'll talk to him. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, today, I would say, um, I mean, it has to be Julia Michaels for me. Oh, yes. Um, she's a big contender. I, she puts a lot of words into a small space. Um, mm-hmm. She, writes like a stream of consciousness which I think is really cool um and you always know exactly how she's feeling but she puts it into these really eloquent metaphors that I think is wonderful and it's funny because once you listen to a person's songwriting style so much that is distinct as hers you start to hear it in other people's songs and like yeah every once in a while I will be able to tell like I think Julia wrote this song and then you go and you realize she did and like you start to pick up on those things for writers that you really love that have that kind of style and she's definitely one of them um one that stood out to me where I could definitely tell she worked on it was lose you to love me oh yeah 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 that was like a hundred I was like if she had just redone issues to be about like just one person instead of a couple yeah I feel like that is what that is. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I mean, when that came out, it's just like, it's all like a couple of piano chords Mm -hmm. and then just words, 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 which is so her. So I feel you. (laughs) Yeah. Anybody else? Oh boy. I mean. You don't have to have more. Just curious. I feel like every once in a while I will see a writer like here or there that I really love. I think the other person that I really admire is Benny Blanco. Um, mm-hmm. I know he's kind of songwriter producer, but he is just, he's worked with everybody. And I, a different podcast that I listened to had him on really early in one of their seasons when they first got started. And he was talking about how when he was growing up, like he, when he was like 15 or 16, like he just wanted to write. And so he would come into the city and he like would work at different writing houses, just like getting people coffee and hanging out and stuff. But he would sleep in McDonald's overnight and would spend everything that he had in order to get to the city just so that he could Mm. write. And he definitely just really worked his butt off in order for people to take him seriously 
and to be given a shot. And I really commend him for that. Um, and he has a real gift and he's able to work with a lot of people and he's insane, but people love him and, yeah. um, you know, to each their own. But I have, just cause I work in music publishing, some of my other friends that work for his publishing house are saying like, he is nice to everyone and he'll work. He'll try to work on anybody's song that he can because he just loves to do it. I think that's, that's so great. Yeah. Um, what podcast is that? Um, oh, it's And the Writer Is, which is a Ross Golan podcast. Um, Ross Golan is also a singer. Well, he's a songwriter. He can't really sing. Um, but he did a <laughs> musical and they did it. Oh. I think it's called The Wrong Man and they did it off Broadway last year or something. But so um, cool. Yeah, he's had a lot of really amazing songwriters on and just talking about their lives and and how they got into it kind of similar to what you and I are doing here but um it's really cool just to learn about everybody's process I love that yeah I one of my favorite music podcasts is switched on pop oh nice have you listened to that one kind of I've listened to a couple episodes here and there um Mm -hmm. I am very much into like true crime and bachelor recap podcasts <laughs> I've been busy but um I think it's really good and lots of people listen to it which is awesome yeah actually they do an episode where they talk to uh oh gosh I forget his name it's like Justin some Justin Dranter never mind maybe it, he also worked on Lose You to Love Me I think it's Justin Dranter yeah because he works with Selena a lot and yeah. he was talking about creating that song and that's kind of where I was like oh that's totally Julia. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, well, back when, when Julia Michaels got started, she, her, Justin Tranter was her partner. And he mm-hmm. was the one who went into writing rooms with her. And she talks about how she had, she still has a lot of anxiety, but especially when she first got started, because she was kind of from the middle of nowhere. Um, and she was like suddenly in LA, like, working in studios and like didn't really know what she was doing and Justin was like her confidant and her older brother and really got her into that space and created a safe space for her um but he's a titan I mean oh my gosh he's worked on yeah so many songs and he's so nice yeah I love that I love hearing about collaborations like that Mm -hmm. like especially with Phineas and Billie Eilish that is my favorite thing ever. Yes. They're great. Mm, they're so great. Um, okay. So why did you start writing music? What's your journey to that? So, well, I'm sure you know some of the stories since you and I went to college together. But yeah, I, I came to New York to act. And I really struggled with that. Um, I firmly believe that acting is not for everyone. Um, it wasn't for me and I had a really hard time becoming other people and I didn't feel like I was sellable as an actor and I couldn't figure out why, but I, my entire life growing up now that I'm back in my childhood bedroom, um, I have a whole box in my closet full of just words. Cause I can't really play, I can play the keys a little bit, but I don't really play anything Um, but I used to write a lot of melody lines when I was a kid, just in my head and I would put them on paper and then I threw them in this box and I never realized that that was any kind of gift. 
Um, I've just always really loved to write. And suddenly when I was in college, I just realized that acting was not for me and I had to do something about it. And I had a producer that wanted to, he and I just kind of met through mutual connections and I had never met him before and he wanted to try writing with me. Um, so shout out to my friend Yates. Um, he changed my life, but I was 19 and I went to NYU to meet him and he was studying um, music. He was getting his master's in music composition and he was an EDM producer and I didn't know the first thing about songwriting. And he gave me a lot of just beats to write over and kind of let me run free with them. And we just started writing more and more and more. And that's when I realized that I really enjoyed doing that. And I didn't know exactly what kind of road I wanted to go on, but I knew that songwriting and, and being a lyricist, a lyricist is something that I really love. So I worked in making EDM music for a few years and I still do it kind of here and there. Um, and I worked with a lot of really cool people, which was, I know I feel blessed to do, but, um, after making some songs with Yites, I started getting, um, just offers from producers all over the world. So I worked with some guys in Guatemala. I worked with some guys in France. Um, I worked with some guys in the UK, um, all kinds of stuff. And I really enjoyed those times and those songs that we did. But EDM music, I felt for what I wanted to be writing about, I didn't really have the space to do so in a medium song. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like there are two different sides to songwriting. And you can't put all of them in a box, but there's like storytelling songwriting and there's like describing a feeling songwriting. And mm -hmm. with EDM music, you're there to like describe a feeling or describe the beat. And like it's it's there for that purpose. The songwriting is not at the forefront of an EDM song. The beat is. Um, and I wanted to do a lot of storytelling songwriting and I didn't feel like I was in the creative space to do that in that genre. Um, mm -hmm. So that's how I like kind of got started before the, the, the band or anything else that I've done so far. But um, I just, I met a really awesome person who took a chance on me and like, I will never be able to repay Yites for that, but I thank him every day. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so what was your journey to now being with your band? Like, how did you make that transition? So I was making EDM music and I wasn't really crazy about it and I was really lost and I have a really wonderful mentor who sat down with me one day and I kind of told her that I didn't know what genre I wanted to make. I didn't know if I wanted to be in a band, a solo artist. I wanted to write for other people, any of those things. And she was like, well, how often do you write? And I was like, oh, I don't know, like whenever it comes to me or I have to do it. And she was like, you should be writing every day. And even if it's not good, you should be exercising that muscle and as you start to write every day, you'll be able to figure out what kinds of stuff that you're making. And once you have that, you'll know what you want to do. And I was like, that sounds like a lot of time, but okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I was, I had like immediately left for vacation and I was in the Italian hillside with my friend Hannah. Shout out to Hannah Herbert Hunt. Triple um, I was I was in Italy with her and I started from that day, I started writing every day for a year. 
and um and it was it was voice memos it was stuff on my phone it was on receipt paper it was in emails to myself like every day just a little bit and honestly if you it sounds like a lot but if you spend five minutes every day just putting something on paper that's going to do so much for you in the long run and I I love that that time in my life and I have never felt more creative than that year that I had. Um, But I was starting to write and I was starting to realize like I wanted to make, I loved rock music. I grew up listening to the Eagles. I love the Rolling Stones. Um, I love Pat Benatar. Like I really love that Mm -hmm. old stuff. And so I was like, I kind of want to start a band, but I didn't know what kind of band. Um, And I just started going to people's gigs and I just went to bars and I went to Rockwood and I went to the bitter end and all this stuff. And I just started studying what people were doing and what was selling and what wasn't what I was drawn to. And I realized that I really loved bands, but I didn't want to be a singular female with a bunch of guys behind me because that just didn't feel aesthetically pleasing to me. And Mm -hmm. I know myself and I know that I would want other energies to bounce off of. I wouldn't want to carry a show alone. And so I was like, I want to try all female because I think there's just a really cool dynamic there that you don't see a lot. Uh, Yeah. And I wanted to give other women that opportunity. And I thought that was really important. And so that's how Strawberry Launch got started. Um, That was all in 2018. But that's amazing. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's the same. One of the reasons that Siren Songs is is all women is that I feel like something really special happens when you have that energy, mm-hmm. you know, in a room and, and on stage. And I mean, besides, I mean, I can't even really think of anybody that's been like anti that really positive, uplifting feeling that's done the show. I feel like every show there's just this beautiful camaraderie between everybody there. So totally. Yeah. And we love, I mean, we've done a couple of your shows and, you know, you gave us one of our first gigs ever as a band. Um, And I just, I thank you so much for letting us do that. Um, Oh my God. And if we were such a small little, we didn't even have all our bandmates yet, but just being up there together and being, you know, and doing it for a cause and being around other female artists is a really beautiful experience. And I love that you do that all the time. Um, oh, thanks. Well, no, it was so, I remember that first show that, that you did with the band. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, like, that's exactly where she belongs. Ugh. Like you seemed so perfectly at home and just like, it was, you fit into that dynamic so perfectly. So thank I loved you. watching that. Oh, thank you. So I, it's really awesome that like write a little bit every day for a year. That's such an awesome challenge. I think I'm going to attempt it. It scares me, but I'll attempt it. <laughs> um, It sounds scary. I, I know it does. And and I guess I didn't put any kind of timeline on mine. It just ended up being that I was writing every day for a year. And then I just kind mm-hmm. of got like, busy and did other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really like up to, 
to anyone, but I know like people, whenever they're trying to sell you things, they're like, oh, it only takes a few minutes a day. And Mm -hmm. true, but if you think about all the songs that you listen to in a day, and sometimes like when I hear a song I really love and I wish I had written that, like Deep End, then Mm -hmm. I will take that, that feeling and what she's talking about and her maybe even a chord or two that she has and I'll just hear that in my head and then I'll put something down on paper and use whatever I'm listening to as inspiration to help me write and so it's just like it's as long it's the same amount of time as you listening to one or two songs a day which you already do and so yeah in the in, in hindsight it's it's a really small thing, but it can really lead to incredible, incredible things for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what's your, uh, what's your process like when you're writing a song? Um, how does it start for you? I mean, it sounds like a question that I never wrote down, but it seems to be uh, emerging as a theme in these interviews is, are you music first or lyrics first? And it sounds like you're lyrics first. I am very much words first, um, just mm-hmm. because I... I'm not trained with an instrument. Um, mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of people tell me who did go to school for songwriting or whatever, that if you can write words first, you will be, it'll, it'll go really far for you. Um, I don't think wow. there's a right or wrong answer, but I think sometimes um, people can get really caught up in chords or um, like a timestamp or a time signature. And then you're trying to fit words into this like box and it doesn't always work. And so, you know, if whoever's listening or even you, Caroline, like whatever your preference is, um, try it a couple different ways and see what that does for you. Um, but I'm very much a words first kind of person, but I still flip flop sometimes too, just because I've done a lot of top lining and things like that. Um, yeah. So when you're starting a song, it's lyrics usually. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And how do you follow through on an idea? So my, when I write, it's very much based on what mood I'm in. Um, I, I can't, I can't have a crappy day and write a really like a banging song. I am, I just can't. Um, For example, you know, with the whole, you know, I'm back in my hometown just because of what's going on in the world. And I didn't feel safe in New York. Um, and so I feel very lucky to be home, but I feel really lonely and I really don't like being away from my home and, and my people and my friends. So the last, I had a songwriting session last week with a, a good friend of mine and she was trying to write kind of this really cool, like boppy love song. And I just wasn't in the headspace for that. And I had to tell her like, I don't, I don't want to sit here and not give you a hundred percent because you deserve hundred percent from me. And I'm not giving that to you right now because I just wasn't in the headspace to do that. Um, and so I've been writing a lot of songs about loneliness recently because that's just how I'm feeling. So yeah, I, well, maybe we need to do a songwriting session because I started a song about, um, kind of about that whole, like, it definitely feels safe when you're home and when you're in this really familiar area. And, but for me, I feel like that safety is kind of creatively stifling. Mm, yeah. Where I'm like, I don't know what to talk about. Cause I'm like, everything is being provided. Like my, my mom is here cooking 
meals for us all and like everything is right there where I need it so there's like really no resistance and I feel like sure there's no good creation without resistance yeah yeah I mean some of the some of the best stuff that I have had um some of it has just come from like a real place of destruction and I don't want anyone to walk away from listening to this episode and think that they have to destroy a part of their life in order to get good songs. Um, yeah. But but like what's difficult for you is relative and things that I struggle with are going to be very different from what Caroline struggles with or what my sister would struggle with or anything like that. Um, and so there's always, I, I think there's something really interesting that comes out of um tough times and and heartbreak and things like that and i i think we're gonna see a really big surge in people releasing music right now because i think a lot Mm -hmm. of people need it um and there's nothing else to do so (laughs) yeah for sure i mean i think because you're right i i hate it when people are like oh like the starving artist thing is so glorified and romanticized it's like no your life doesn't have to be totally awful for you to create something wonderful that's not that's not it at all it's just conflict is where the art is sure yeah some of the conflict doesn't have to be about you I mean I have found that it took me a long time to understand that and and learn how to write that and I still am um but Mm -hmm. we have some songs for strawberry launch that are not all about they're not about any of us um and they're Mm -hmm. about stories we've heard they're about people we didn't know they're they're just different different ways to look at life and um you know I really try to challenge myself and challenge my bandmates to think outside of the box um when it comes to writing and I think we're starting to get the hang of that and I think I'm starting to get the hang of that but I really try to challenge myself with what I'm writing about because I do think that we've gotten lazy about it um yeah not everything has to be about your ex-boyfriend. Like there's so much more <laughs> to exactly. than your ex-boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've been trying to write based on, cause I've set a really big reading goal for the year. I want to read a hundred books. Um, oh, nice. And I'm very behind and Goodreads will not stop reminding me, but <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I want to read a lot more this year and I've been trying to write based off of, like novels I read that I find really compelling. Yeah. Um, and that's been a really fun exercise too. That's awesome. I totally yeah. have a book for you when we're done with this podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh, what's it called though? Huh? What what is it? Um, it's called The Idiot. Um Oh, didn't somebody else post about you recommending that? Yes. I I've been like giving this book to everybody. It is excellent. Um anybody listening, if you need a new book, it's called The Idiot. Um, I don't remember the name of the author. I think it's like Alif or Elif Boutman or something like that. Um, something it kind so, of Irish. <laughs> yes, it is so, so well done. Um, Amazing. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, okay. We love it. We love a recommendation corner for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I first of all, I love that you're looking at outside of yourself for inspiration. I think that's really important. And that probably helps. I mean, I would expect that really helps when you're kind of stuck, when there's, you're stuck inside the song, when there's writer's block happening. Mm -hmm. How do you work through that? 
Hmm. Um, I guess writer's block for me. So sometimes like if I'm in the middle of a songwriting session, um, and I am, I just can't think of anything. I will usually take, I will give myself a small break. I'll stay in the space, but maybe I will, you know, chat with my bandmates or chat with the artist or go for a walk or something. Um, I am not one of those people that like believes in making you sit and you can't leave or move until you get it. Um, but also I think it's really a really good idea to like do multiple drafts of something. And I think a lot of times we're afraid of our own word vomit, but sometimes like just throw it all out on the table and then leave it and come back to it and you'll find the right you'll find the gems that you're looking for once you take the time to kind of let it sit and you come back to it um but when I'm in a songwriting session and I'm having writer's block I'm not a I wouldn't be afraid of the writer's block because it'll 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 come to you um Mm -hmm. a lot of times when I am writing I feel like I'm solving a puzzle and I can feel the words coming to me and I know that they're there and so I just try to hang on to that feeling for as long as I can and then usually they'll fly out of me but um that's awesome writer's blog is hard I have I have no idea what the right way to do it is and I don't know if there's a right way um but yeah (laughs) well from what I've been learning from because this podcast is a very selfish endeavor I just want to talk to all the songwriters I like and love it make them teach me um, <laughs> but what I've been learning uh from what everybody's talked about so far is that a, a big part of conquering that is just forgiveness forgiving yourself for mm-hmm. not having every idea right now mm-hmm. and being able to step away for a minute and do something something else get get out of the the trap that you've created around this piece and then step back to it with fresh eyes. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that's so important. Yeah. Cause you're right. I think a lot of people feel that pressure to just like sit down and write it. Yes. And that almost never works. <laughs> yes. It's so true. And if you think about people who do this a hundred percent professionally, they rarely write by themselves. So it would be mm-hmm. so different if you were in a room with five other people at the same level as you and you were all putting things together. But in most cases for myself or for smaller artists that I know, you're usually writing maybe just you, maybe one other person, or maybe like a guitarist that is just there to make some riffs for you. Um, so with that, like definitely stepping away and coming back to it is the right move, I would say. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. What's um what's your favorite song that you've written? Oh man. Um because I have my favorites, but I want to know yours. <laughs> I love that. Um I'm trying to think. I think hmm. I will tell you all morning she has been stuck in my head. I was going to say she. I love that you love she. A lot of people <laughs> love she, which makes me really happy. When Yeah, I have my little bootleg recording of it that I listen to all the time. <laughs> that is amazing. I'm so glad. Um, it like it just brings me so much joy that people love these songs. Like that's all I've ever wanted. But anyway, um 
I think she is definitely up there. I wrote it before I had started, before we had become a band, like before the band was in its infancy, anything like that. I was home for a week and I wrote She with a friend of mine. And when we originally wrote it, it was, it was very Ed Sheeran-y. And then it turned into this really, and he, my friend used this like loop pedal echoey guitar and that line like that guitar line because the way it was looped it felt infinite and that's what I love about that song and once we put that song on a on an album or a record that's we're gonna do the same thing but um I like she because I think at the surface it sounds like I'm talking about like a girl I'm in love with even though like I am identify as straight um so but it's pretty much about like all of the women in my life who have made up a part of who I am whether that's my friends my colleagues my mom my grandma like any of those things um I just wanted to like pay homage to a lot of the women who have created a a huge chunk of me um yeah but yeah that was one of the first I think my other favorite song that we've done is the sun um Mm -hmm. i mean we have a lot that i love but the reason i love the sun is because i listened to there's a podcast called cold if anybody likes true crime and Mm -hmm. it's it's about the susan cox powell case Um, and if you aren't familiar with that, I highly recommend that you Google it or something or listen to the podcast. It's incredible. Um, but it's about, um, a woman who was in a really toxic relationship and people knew that and nothing was done about it. And she disappeared and has not never been found. Um, and her, her husband was a bad guy. He is no longer alive. He took his own life and his son's lives as well. Um, And it's, it's the hook is I stare at the sun because I know you're staring at it somewhere. And that's because in the podcast, they talk about how it's believed that her remains are somewhere in the Utah Valley desert. And so to me, she's always staring up at the sun. And I know that that sounds really kind of gory, but at the end of the day, I love that. It's about feeling the warmth of the sun mm-hmm. and being connected through that, through someone you miss. And mm-hmm. um, and so that's what the sun is about. And being able to, like, take that and take that guitar line that my guitarist had. My guitarist, Matriana, is, is a beautiful player. Like, she just plays so well, and she has such a creative mind. Um, she's amazing she oh my gosh I mean I feel so lucky to know her and have her in our band um but she creates really cool guitar lines she's very talented and she had sent me a guitar line that sounded similar to the outro of this podcast and so I kind of put two and two together and I started I started writing that song at work and then it just kind of spiraled into this into our first release which was really cool um yeah but yeah, it's just challenging myself to write about something other than my ex. And that's what we've done. And I, I really, that song was really cool to put together. Yeah, that song is so fun. I love it. Um, and stream it. It's out 
everywhere. <laughs> yeah, go um, let me know what's into that office. Go listen to it. <laughs> um, so what is a specific lyric and or um, melodic line that you're really proud of? Oh my gosh. You have such good questions. And <laughs> I'm sure if I sat with this question for three days, I would give you a different answer. But well, yeah, that's that's why I try not to give these questions too far in advance. I want the the gut reactions. You want the gut react? Cool, cool, cool. Um, I think. Oh man, I will say that. So the next thing that we're coming out with, our next single is called "In the Water," and oh yes, yes. So it's about um, it's about John Lennon. It. I read an interview that he did, a Rolling Stones interview he did many years ago before he died. Um, and he had a quote about staring at himself in the water. And so we wrote a song about it. And um, we want it to feel very kind of voodoo and weird. Um, but my favorite part of that song is the bridge because Matriana has added this really cool slide. Um, and it's she like has the little slide and we did all of it. It's just her... And it's really, it adds this really cool 70s kind of vibe to it that I love so much. Um, And we put the slides kind of all over the song. But I know that, like, I think that's a cool melody line that she has created that I am really proud of because we kind of added it in our session and it turned out so awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. So I know that's not like a a vocal melody line, but that's a melody line I'm proud of. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool. <laughs> I love that you're vouching. Um, oh, of course. I know not everybody has heard this song yet, but I promise you it's very cool. Look out for the release. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Caroline. Um, wow. My my favorite vocal line that or like I... like a lyric or whatever. Uh, a lyric... Wow, you want to help me out? What do you like? Um, the the one that's been, I mean, from she that's been tumbling around in my mind is, um, and her hair never falls the right way, but no one ever said there's a right way to fall. Oh yeah! Oh my god, that's a good one. Um, yeah, because that feels like such a great like. There's a double meaning there. It seems. Yeah, I that like flew out of my mouth. There was no. Um, there, I don't know why I put that in, but it works. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's a really fun line. You know, when you like write a line and you like put it on paper and you're like, oh yeah, that's cool. Yes. That's what I that's- want. That's, that's why I asked this question is I want to know what lyric is that for you? You know? Yeah. I, I was thinking about, um, so another shout out to my friend, Emma, um, she, when we were writing this, when I was writing the song, she, I was thinking about her because I was thinking about all the little quirks and, you know, weird things that me and my friends all have. Um, and Emma one time talked about having two left feet and, um, and like, I'm always messing with my part and I never do it the same way. And so it's, I think it's things like that, but yes, thank you for bringing up that line. I, that's a great, of course. We're proud of that line. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, So why – I know you started out um, 
in acting and musical theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked kind of about why that wasn't right. But why do you think songwriting became the thing that is right for you? Why is that the medium that you prefer working in? Um, I've always, if I hadn't gone to school for musical theater, I would have gone to school for journalism. Uh, I've always mm-hmm. really loved to write and I'm very, I'm not afraid of my thoughts. Um, I've always loved to journal, any write poems, things like that. I just think there's a really cool way to express yourself through um, artistic writing and, and words. Um, so I don't, I don't really know. I just, I think like that's, I feel the most confident and the most in control when I'm writing it myself. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the reason why I really struggled with acting is because I don't have the ability to sit down and magically become somebody else. I remember I read Meryl Streep's biography and she was talking about how she loves playing other people. And like that brings her so much joy and she has worked so hard to be able to put herself in a headspace of somebody else, a hundred percent. And I was never able to achieve that because I, it didn't make sense in my brain to take what somebody is saying, memorize all of that, reinterpret it to something that works for me and then fuse them together. Um, Mm -hmm. It doesn't work for my brain. And, but I saw loads of other people in college who were accomplishing that and are fabulous at it. And they're going to go on to do incredible things. And I just didn't have it. And so I didn't feel comfortable wasting people's time. I didn't feel comfortable wasting my friend's time who were there to act. And I felt like me getting coached in something that I knew I wasn't 100% in on wasn't fair, which is why Mm -hmm. I kind of changed what I was doing and um, I still graduated with a degree in theater, but I obviously dropped the minor and I was doing some other stuff. And um, so I think maybe that's why. But Yeah. So you, it's kind of, it's the way that you can express yourself without having to pretend. Yes. A hundred percent. That's such a good way to put it. Um, yeah. Well, that's really interesting. Well, I feel like that's something a lot of people encounter as an, a problem with mm-hmm. acting. Yeah. And I, for sure, it's really hard to lose yourself in characters that you play. And we've, and we've seen that happen to really successful actors, but I just knew that it was not a place for me, but I knew that there was something better out there for myself. And so I Mm -hmm. thought it would be a disservice to myself and to people around me to continue to do something that I wasn't confident in. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really like really selfless and mature way to see it thank you yeah um but so songwriting was your way of combining the performative element with the the writing you always love to do yeah I think the one thing I will always thank I don't regret going to school for musical theater um at all I think being able to learn how to present yourself on stage has really helped me a lot um Mm -hmm. and it I think it will take me the rest of my life to really perfect it. And I look forward to the journey. Um, but I, I really am not afraid to be on stage. And when people come to our gigs, like they've paid to be there and I want people to feel like they're having a good time and they're having fun. 
And if I don't look comfortable on stage, then people won't feel comfortable listening to me. And so mm-hmm. I take that, I think what I learned from that and in making eye contact with people and how you present yourself and how you walk around, you know, I got all of that because I went to school for it. And so that definitely has served me in the long run. Um, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, you are so much fun to watch. Like you definitely put on a show. You seem so comfortable and natural on stage and yeah, you're doing it right. Oh, thank you. <laughs> of course. Um, so usually this is where I ask uh, if you have any advice for other songwriters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely want to hear your take on that if you have any. Mm-hmm. But I also, I know you work you worked in music publishing. Um, and I want to know if you have any tips on the business side for uh, up and coming artists on how they should, I mean, different ways to go about getting yourself out there. Sure. Um, so I still work as a music publishing administrator. And pretty much what we do is we, on my end, I make sure songwriters get paid. So I kind of work from the financial side of it. Um, mm-hmm. I feel really blessed to do it. I I wanted to get into music business, um, but I didn't really know in what. And I just kind of knew people who knew people. And I was able to get an internship that turned into a full-time job. And I am very thankful for the company I work for. Um, but it's been really cool to figure out how, you know, people get seen and how they get signed. And I think from a publishing standpoint, what what we do is we pitch stuff to film, TV, commercials, um, all that stuff. But then we also, you know, if you're a client of ours, we make sure that you are registered everywhere and that you are getting all of the right, um, like streaming services and making sure that you're getting paid correctly. And we deal with a lot of that stuff too. Um, Mm -hmm. so for me, it's been really cool just because now I understand how, publishing rights organizations work like BMI, ASCAP, CSAC, things like that. Um, how to register your songs, um, how to make sure that you're getting the, um, streaming income that you should be. Um, it's still not high, but for a lot of people who are upcoming like myself, but at least, you know, um, but a lot of times we're just looking for artists who have a really cool, clean sound that we can, send to you know be in films and and movies and tv shows but i don't think that there's we have such a huge range of genre you know we've had we've had reggae clients we have pop clients we have r&b clients we have bollywood clients we have latin you know latin dance music like everything under the sun we have somebody like that um but i think what we really look for is somebody who has obviously put a lot of time and energy into their sound and could be sellable on screens. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how to tell somebody the right way to do that. Um, yeah. But a lot of times we have people scouting every day. And, you know, if you are right for a publishing deal, they'll find you. And there are hundreds of thousands of artists out there, but there's only a small percentage of them that do work um, for a TV show or a commercial. Um, And I don't know how to tell somebody what kind of sound that is, because I don't even know. But um, Mm -hmm. it's all, again, it's all relative. But I would say just 
we live in a world where you can put a song out every day or you could put a song out twice a year. And it didn't matter if you release something tomorrow or next week or three weeks from now, there will always be stuff coming out. And so I would say mm-hmm. take pride in whatever you're doing and however long it takes and make it to perfection exactly what you want. Because when you put it out into the universe, if it's right and it's quality, it's going to last a way longer time than all of that like random single crap that you're putting out all the time. So mm-hmm. this is the time to take real pride in your work because you can't you can't go wrong. It doesn't matter when you release it because people will listen to it. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, that's really interesting to hear about because I was thinking about that the other day. Um, like how how do people like who is the person deciding what music goes with this Target commercial or like yeah. as you know in the soundtrack of this movie? So it's interesting to know that you work in that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's primarily what we do. And we we're a smaller company. um, But we do have lots of people. And, you know, I, they've been a company for 25 years, which is really cool. Um, But I, I would say, like, you know, some people you talk to every publishing house is different. But I've had I've listened, I've heard some people say, like, oh, you just have to have like, a good scratch demo and like, will be interested. And that is so not true um yeah I think like if you want if you you know anybody who's listening if you're sending stuff out to publishing companies or record labels or anything demos are fine as long as they're clean and well done and if they do pick you up as an artist or a writer they don't have to do a ton of work to it um nobody's gonna pick up your like crappy guitar voice memo because you could be writing Bernie Toppin level songs, but it's on a crappy guitar. Like no one's going to care. So it's just got to be really high quality stuff. Yeah. And that's so easy to do now with all the technology that is just like right there for us. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and what about for songwriters? What's your number one advice for if somebody's listening to this and they haven't written a song yet, but they want to sit down and write something and what's your advice for them? I would say don't be afraid of yourself because the only person who can write out your thoughts is you and it doesn't matter if you suck. Try it and do it every day and you don't have to put any kind of time limit on it. You don't have to say, oh, I'm going to write every day for three months. Just write every day. Set it as a reminder in your phone. Any Let anything inspire you. Keep your eyes and ears open at all times. i the day, the year that I wrote every day was one of the best years of my life. Like I've never felt more in control of my creative mind. And that was so freeing. And I think, you know, I just had a lot of stuff happen to me over a couple of years. And once I took that year to write, I was able to release all of that stuff. Um, And I, yeah, like, it'll just teach you a lot about yourself. But don't be afraid of you. I mean, the only person that's going to stop you is yourself. Nobody's going to tell you that you can't write out your thoughts. So that's what I would say. Something (laughs) something you said earlier that I wrote down while you were saying it, because I think it's amazing, is you said, I'm not afraid of my thoughts. And that's such a powerful thing. And just don't be afraid of yourself. All that stuff is so powerful. And I think... It's so easy to be afraid of that. And especially like 
I struggle with mental illness as most people our age do. And so it's like, man, accessing that is scary because you don't know what's going to come up, but it's so worth it and it's so valuable. Yeah. And even we were, you know, earlier talking about the song Wolves by Jensen McRae. And she said that when she wrote that song, it is, it is such a powerful song. But when she wrote it, she journaled for days and filled up notebooks and had every single thought under the sun and wrote all of it down. And it gave her so much to work with. Um, and because we are starting to talk about so many things and because nothing is really left unsaid anymore, there's no, there's no right or wrong answer. And you, you can write about mental illness. You can write about violence against women. You can write about the depths of your soul because everyone's doing that now. And so there's Mm -hmm. no reason to be afraid to speak your truth anymore. There just isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I love that. And I think it's so important for people to hear it. Um, oh, amazing. Anything else you need to get off your chest before we promote you? Oh my gosh, no. I feel like I've just been talking your ear off. Um, no. I, oh my gosh, no, not at all. I love, I'm obsessed with words and the way that we talk to each other. And I, I'm not an expert, you know, I'm only 22. Like, I don't know a lot, but I'm really looking forward to spending the rest of my life figuring out the mechanics of songwriting and performance and music. And I love that music is an ever-changing um, environment. And that's something I I just felt like I was lacking when I was acting in things. But um, I love that there's no right way to do this. And who knows, you know, I may spend a couple of years doing the band thing and maybe I'll manage bands or I can work in A&R or you can like, there's, there's so much that you can do in the music industry that if you give songwriting a whirl and it's not for you, that doesn't mean that the music isn't for you and that the music industry isn't for you. So yeah, give it a whirl. Why not? (laughs) Oh my gosh. You're going to make me cry. I love your passion and your dedication and you are so inspiring. Oh, thank you, Caroline. So are you. I mean, it's just really lovely to be surrounded by a lot of creative, powerful people. And yeah, you're definitely one of them. And I love that you're doing this. Oh my gosh. So are you. And this has been such an informative and inspiring talk. And I feel like I'm going to go write a song now. (laughs) I I would love to hear it. (laughs) Yes. Um, So where can we find you online? Where can we listen to your music? Okay. Um, woo plugs. Um, so, uh, the band I'm in is strawberry launch. Um, like you're throwing a strawberry, strawberry launch, not lunch, strawberry <laughs> the thing. Um, but our Instagram handle is just strawberry launch, all one word. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Spotify, Bandcamp, all the fun shenanigans, Apple music, all those fun things. Um, our song awesome. The Sun is out now. We released it in February and then we will also be releasing In the Water very soon. It is still in the works, but it, it will be out probably maybe like April, May. So we're looking forward to that. Um, you can find just me on Instagram at Riza, R-I-I-Z-A underscore L-I-Z, Riza Liz. Um, please feel free to reach out to me. 
I am always happy to chat or collab or look at songs or listen to your deep, dark thoughts. Um, <laughs> I, I would love to just help anybody in any way that I can, especially now in um, this time. And if you need playlists, let me know. Like, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I want a playlist. Oh, Caroline, I would love to make you one. Let me know. You. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank, Thank you so much you. for talking to me. This was so this fun. Been, yeah, I love it. I feel like this is the best way to stay creatively active during these wild times is to connect and talk about it. Totally. Love it. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Man. Love it. Love you. I'll talk to you love soon. You. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>